Jewish audio on Chabad.org. With the help of Hashem, we are learning Bavakama Daf Ayin Hey. We left off on Daf Ayin Dalid Amid Bey, seven lines from the bottom of the Amid. Gufa says the Gemara we learned before. Amar Ravhuna Amarav. Ravhuna says in the name of Rav, Moide Beknas. If a person admits, and that admittance will exempt them from paying the knas, for example, as we are learning in our sugya, if a person steals the principal he owes, but the Torah penalizes the ganaf that he has to pay back kefal, he has to pay back double. If a person goes to a basin and admits, I stole the principal he has to pay back, is like a hundred aidin, but the knas will be exempt of question will be what happens if after he admits in court then witnesses come and testify that he stole so as we will learn in Mirza Hashem today really it's a machlekes between Rav and Shmuel. Rav holds that even if Adam come later he still remains exempt and as we quickly spoke out that there are two ways of understanding one way is is that if a person admitted to their crime then to begin with they were never obligated to pay the knas if that is the way you understand it, then if Adam come later, based on the testimony of the witnesses, he will be obligated to pay the knas. Rav, however, understands that when a person admits that he stole, for example, it's not that he is not chayiv to pay the knas. He is theoretically chayiv to pay the principal and the knas. But being that he admitted to his crime, he's absolved now in the basin from paying the knas. So he was obligated and he's now absolved. Ah, if he is absolved of paying the knas, you can't re-obligate him. If witnesses come later, he was already absolved. Now really, as the Gemara spoke out at the end of yesterday's year, that it appears that our Mishnah goes against the Din of Rav. The Gemara did not yet reconcile how will Rav understand our Mishnah. That we will have today on Daf Ayin Hay, Ahmed Aleph in the bottom, and Daf Ayin Hay, Ahmed Bey's on the top. But before we get to how will we reconcile our Mishnah with Rav, we're quoting the Din of Rav. And now we're going to try to contradict it. Says the Gemara, He's quoting a Braisa that it once happened with Rabban Gamliel. That he accidentally blinded the eye of his slave Tavi. Now Rab Gamliel loved his slave Tavi. And we have the, in Brachas, we have in Sukkah, Rab Gamliel never freed him because there's a positive commandment in the Torah. We had this in Kedushin, that if a person owns an Evet Kanani, forever one has to work with them. However, now that he blinded the eye, he became filled with joy. Because Rab Gamliel understood, ah, now at least, I mean, God forbid he wasn't happy that he blinded him. And it was done by accident. But now that he blinded his, the eye of a slave, he was happy that he's going to be freed. And Motsoyel Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Gamaliel finds Rabbi Yeshua in Amar Loi, and he tells Rabbi Yeshua, I avdi Like, wow, I want to share with you the great news. Finally, my beloved slave Tavi is free. Amar Loi Lama. Rabbi Yeshua asked Rabbi Gamaliel, why? In other words, obviously you did not free him. You're not allowed to free him. Amar Loi, so he responded, Because I blinded his eye. Your words, meaning your joy, is of no substance. Why? Since there are no witnesses to it. How, how will we know it? Only because 
you will admit. And as we spoke out yesterday, the din that if someone blinds or knocks out the tooth or any other of the 24 limbs, tips of the limbs, Rasha Yevarim, the Evid goes out free, that's a knas. You admitted, so you are exempt of the knas, so he's not out free. That's the end of the Brais. Asks the Gemara or infers the Gemara, Ho yesh Rabbi Yeshua tells Rabbi Gamliel, since there are no witnesses, he won't be free. What does that imply? That if there were to be witnesses, then he will be obligated to free him. But one second, he already admitted that he did it. So Shmamino, don't we see from over here that if a person admits to something for which normally there's a knas, but the person was Maida, the person admitted. Even if Adam and Adam come later, then you'll be Chayef. Because he told him the words, since there are no Adam. So it's a kasha against Rav, Amalei responds, Rav Huna to Rav Chizdom. Ah, that Rav Gamliel, Shani Rav Gamliel, the Loibifnei Beisden Oidi. He admitted, not in front of a Beisden. When do, does Rav say that if you admit, like we explained, you are absolved of the Knas, and you can never be re-obligated with that Knas, even if Adam come, that is only if you made a halachic admittance, which means you went in front of a Beisden. Here he didn't admit in front of a Beisden. So that hoida had no consequence. If Adam would come later, he would take a free him. But he tells him, listen, there's no Adam, we'll never go free. There's nothing you can do. Admitting here is done nothing. Admitting in court will make, him, will make you exempt anyway. I, Rabbi Yeshua, was an Avbeizdin. Answers the Gemara, Daf Ayin Hey. Yeah, yeah, Rabbi Yeshua was an Avbeizdin. But this story was Shalai Bifnei Beizdin Hava. Like Rashi says, Rabbi Yeshua was in the market. And over there, that being made on the market in front of a, the head of the, the Beizdin, but he's not there as a Beizdin. Again, it's Shalai Bifnei Beizdin. Vehatanya asks the Gemara that there is another Braisa, we'll call this Braisa number two, that records the story similar but not the same, and it's going to appear that the reason why their two Braisas have a different version is because these two Tanoim are going back, they have a debate whether Maidebeknas Vachakach Bo'edem is Chayv or Pater. says in Braisa number two, Amaloi, Rabbi Yeshua tells Rabbi Gamliel, that your words have no significance, Shekfar Hoidesa, for already you admitted, implying that since you already admitted, even if Adam were to come, it won't make a difference. My love, Luchura, Tatanoi. The first Braisa used the words, used the words, since there are no Adam. Shekfar Hoidesa. The first Braisa uses the word Shekfar Ein which means since there are no witnesses. Implying again that if there were to be witnesses, it would take a change. This Braisa says, since you admitted, no matter if there's witnesses or not. Luchura haitana the Omar shikfar. Haitana meaning the first Braisa says, shikfar ein edim. Since there are no edim, sovar he holds, that might be knas bo edim, chayev. And the only reason why Rabbi Shul tells Rabbi Gamliel that he'll never be free is because there are no edim. If there would have been Adam, he would have been chayef to free him. Haitana, the second b'raisa, l'chura, that says the word shikfar ha'ideisa, since you already admitted, meaning that now that you admitted, no matter what happens, he's never going to go out free. Now it's not the end of the world. If there's a machloikas tanoim, then Rav will go like this, tana. But then you'll have the other question, why did you need to have a machloikas amoraim when you already have the same machloikas tanoim? 
Be that as it may, says the Gemara Loi, the Kula Alma, Rav is going to tell you that all of the Tanoim hold that Moide Beknas, Vachakach, Voedim, Potter, and Bahaka Mifligi. What is the Machlik? Is why do these two Braises have different versions? That High Tana, the first Tana Braisa number one, that used the words Shikfar Ein Locha Edim because you don't have Edim. He holds Savar Chutzla Beisden Hava, as we explained. So his confession was out of Beisden, which means his confession was nothing. Which Taka would have meant that if there would have been Adem, that would have gone to a Beisden before Rab Gamliel would have gotten there and told Beisden, Rab Gamliel blinded his Tavi's eye. Then he would have been freed according to everyone because there was no Haidah. The Haitan of the second Braisa that uses the word Shikfar Haidesa, but since you already admitted he will never go free, he holds that he admitted it in Beisden. And Enachanami, since you admitted it in Beisden, like Rav holds, even if Adem come later, he'll be Pater from the Knas. So, bottom line is, Tavi Avdoi remained a slave. I know many people, they, they forget. In Gitin, we learned a story that's similar. But not Rabbi Gamliel, that Rabbi Eliezer had an Ebed. And Gitin, and the end of the Lamids, Ahmed Bey's on top, that, that he, there, was, there was no minion. So he freed his Ebed to make the minion. And that was that whole suga. You have to work with them. In other words, a positive commandment not to free them. The Gemara says, for a mitzvah, it's different. Mitzvah Mingan, because when you free an Evet Kanani, he becomes a full-fledged Jew. So that was a reason to free him. By Rabbi Gamliel, there was never lacking a Mingan. So uh, this, this uh, sad accident did not free him. Okay, now let's go into the sugi itself of the Machlekes Rav and Shmuel. So we are not to daf I and Hey. By the two dots, Itmar, it was stated, that's the opening word that's always used when you have a machlekes amoyroim. Or it's tanarabanan, tanya, whenever there's a braisa, you begin with that. Itmar means it was stated by the amoyroim. Moide if a person admits to something which normally bears the penalty of a knas, and the din is, it's already a given, moide beknas pater. So like the example we're giving, a person tells Bezden, hey, I stole. Well, the principle you have to pay back, but you don't have to pay the kefal. But after that happened, then witnesses came to Bezden and says that he stole. So Rav says that you remain exempt from the knas. You were absolved, and once you were absolved of the knas, you remain absolved from the knas. Shmuel says you're chayv. As we explained that if a person is made the knas, they were not absolved of the knas. They were never obligated to pay the knas. But now that Aiden come, now you will be obligated to pay the knas. Omar Rav Bar Ahilai. We're based on what sukim do they take their argument from? You know, there's always a logical reason behind it, as we explained. But why does Rav learn the way he learns? That when you made the beknas, you are absolved, and therefore, even if Adam come, you'll be potter. It's always coming from the way you interpret psukim. My tamadarav. And here, if you remember, on Dav Samach Gimel, on Dav Samach Dalid, we extensively learned these psukim. So it's a good chazara. It says in Parshas Mashpatim, Pedik Chav Beis Pasig Gimel. That is where the Torah speaks about the din that if someone steals, and their Adam come in court, the chayef to pay kefal, and the pasuk begins in himatzei timatzei. Remember that the yodi hagneva, and we had the three mishoyer. Remember at chamoid atze chayim. Remember that that whole pasuk. 
So it says, Im which is a double expression, if found shall be found. So Rav learns, Im only if he was found guilty through Edim, then will the Dayanam Paskin Kefal. Implying that if he was found guilty based on himself, he will never be guilty to pay Kefal. He'll always be put. That comes to exclude someone who incriminates himself. Now, the question is, why did the Torah have to tell you to teach you the din of when you have later, a few psukim later? So after Pasig Gimel that deals about Geneva, remember we had Pasig Vav, Zayin, and Ches. Now the literal meaning of Vav, Zayin, and Ches are all speaking about the Shoemer Chinam. That he is the one that with a lie is claiming that it was stolen from him. It's called Toyan Tanas Ganov. And over there, ultimately, the Torah says at the end of Pasuk Ches that Asher Yashirun Elohim, that the one that the Beisdin will find guilty is Yeshalem Shnaim Lerei will have to pay double. Which means that the Shemir Chinam, who with a Shvua lied that someone stole it from the Shemir, now that you found him to be a liar, he has to pay double, double to the owner. And the words Asher Yashirun Elohim means that if he's found guilty in a Beisdin, does he have to pay double? Which also excludes that if he made himself guilty, he won't have to pay kefal. So why did the Torah have to teach you twice the same din of Maidi Beknas Pater? So Rav says, Elo Maidi Beknas Bo is also Pater. There are two psukim to teach you the same din because there's really two scenarios. Scenario number one is you were Maidi Beknas. That's the basic din. You're Pater from the Knas. Din number two, even if Adam come later, you are still Pater from the Knas. Now that is only according to Rav. What about Shmuel? Shmuel will tell you that in Himatsay Timatsay is not used to teach you that only if the judges found you guilty do you have to pay the knas. If you remember, we learned that again, we learned this on the Samach Dalid, the Tana Devei Chizkiah, that whole story, the question there we had is that if, if Pasik Gimel is speaking about Geneva, which it is, there when the Torah speaks about the Din of Kefal, the Torah only mentions Shoir, At Chamoir, At Chaim. The Torah never mentioned a Metaltolin, and the din of kefal is, and any metaltalin, if, if a faganov steals it, he has to pay kefal. How do you know that? So you need the words in himatsay, timatsay, remember that? That we make that into either a klal or prato klal, and we put all the words in between, and then at the Gemara at the end says it's a ribui, miyut ribui. But that whole pasik was used to tell you that the din of kefal is by aganov in all cases, as long as it is, gufay mamain. And metaltolin. And the Gemara Dir Taka said that Rav doesn't use Pasig Gimel for Ganaf Atzmai. Because in the later Psukim, Vav Zayin Ches, Rav goes like the Braisa that learned that Pasig Vav is speaking about a Ganaf. And Pasig Zayin and Ches is speaking about a Tain Tanas Ganaf. And in Pasig Ches, just a review, there the Torah gives examples. The Torah adds the example of a Salma, of a garment, which is an inanimate a, a, a diamond. So if, according to Rav, you don't need the Imhimatsay Timatsay to tell you that a Ganaf voice pay kefal. So it's an extra Pasik. So there's really this two psukim to tell you the din of Maidibiknas Pater. Why do you need to have two psukim even for the case of Achakakbo Adim? Gavaldik. Okay. Now Rav asks Shmuel, you hold that Maidibiknas Bachakakbo Adim Chayev. Look at the following Braisom. Ra'a Adim Shemisham Shemin. Ubayim, that if uh, the, 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 the alleged Ganaf, someone sees that witnesses are coming to court to testify against him. 
So he knows these witnesses basically are going to tell the Beisdin, Reuven knows that the witnesses are going to say Reuven is Aganov. So he wants to preempt the Aden because if the witnesses are the ones that says Reuven is Aganov, and let's say he stole something worth 100, he'll have to pay back 200. So now, Va'amar, he goes into court to preempt the Edom, and he says, Gonafti, I stole it. Oh, Avol, however, he says, I didn't shecht it nor sell it. So the din is, He only has to pay the Kedem. Now, by the way, the Chiddush of this Braisa, and as we'll have this morning, Daf Ayin Heyomid Beis, let's go right away to Rashi. Rashi, it's worth to read it now because we'll get almost the whole Daf with this. In Daf, um, 11 lines from the top of the Amit. Right, you have Ayin Hei Yamadalov, 11 lines from the top of Rashi, Divrei Hamaschal, calm down, Aboloi Tovachti, Aboloi Macharti. That there, there's two dinim that you see from the Braisa. The obvious Rashi is not even explaining. Here you see, it says, Adam were about to come. So it appears that after he admitted, the Adam Take came. And the Braisa says he only pays Karen. So you see that when you admit to Geneva, even if Adam come, you're still exempt. That's the question against Shmuel. But there's another point that Rashi brings out from this Braisa. Ravusa Hashmeinun. The Chiddush of the Braisa is, I'm reading inside Rashi, is Kiddo Amrinun Lekamen, like the Gemara is going to explain later. Even though he, he tells the base that I stole the animal that was worth 100, I did not check it, I did not sell it. Over there, if Adam come and say that he did not only steal it, but he slaughtered it, he will never have to pay the Arba Vachamisha. He's exempt from the Kefal because he was made the Neva. That's the whole thing over here. But why would he not have to pay for the Arba Vachamisha? Think about it. He never admitted to that. So why is he exempt from that? So the Gemara is going to say later, Gavaldik, the Torah says clearly that Chamisha Bakar Tachas Asher, right? that he pay five or four. Never less than that, nor more than that. Now think about it. How do you have five? Let's speak about the ox. So let's say the ox is worth 100. We said this in the beginning of this whole sudya. If Reuven steals the ox, first of all, Kefal doesn't mean the ox plus double. Kefal means the ox is worth 100, 100 plus one more 100, 200. When you, if he slaughtered it and he has to pay five, it's not five in addition to these two. It's a total of five. It's the principal and Kefal plus three. If he's exempt from the Kefal, so if he pays the principal plus three, how much will he have? Four. The Torah never says he pays four. He only pays five. So the Chiddush of the Braith is to tell you that even though there was no admittance to the, la to the latter crime of Tvicha, even if Adam comes and says that he shechted, he'll never have to pay for the Tvicha. No, it's either Kedem, which is when you're Maida. If you were not Maida, Adam found you guilty, it's Kefal. That we have. And if it was a case only of an ox and a lamb, and you shechted it or sold it, then it's Two plus two for the lamb or plus three. But it has to be those numbers, not more, not less. So let's come back over here. The bottom line is, is that you see over here, it appears that Adam came, and Adam, he preempted the Adam, but the Adam were there. So Lechorah, the Adam actually told Beis, yeah, yeah, he's admitting. Chacham, he saw us coming, he's admitting. He stole. The Mishnah, the Braisa says that he only pays the Karen. Kasha again, Shmuel, Amalei, Shmuel will answer. You know why he only pays the canon? The moment the Edom were learned. That's what Shmuel is going to claim. And the Edom were not learned. Fakert. Shmuel says the Edom were Amaratsan. They saw you admitting. They thought since you admitted, you're exempt from the canon, you're exempt from the Kefal anyway. 
What point is there for us to testify? So the Adam did not testify at the end. But if they would have testified, you would be chayiv. Asks the Gemara back for ha. Since it says right away later in this b'raisa that Rabbi Elazar, the son of Rabbi Shimon, says, Let the Adam come and testify and make him chayiv. He's saying, let them come and testify. What does that imply? If Rabbi Lazar is the one that's saying, let them come and testify and you'll be chayiv, Michal the Tanakama holds that even if they come, they will be exempt. The Tanakama for sure is going against Shmuel. So Shmuel says, you're right. The Tanakama is going against me. But you're trying to refute me? You see, Rabbi Lazar does hold like me. Rabbi Lazar is saying, let the Adam come and it'll be chayiv. So I'm not the Amri, Rabbi Elizabeth of Shimon. And, huh? Well, chai for kefal. And if they testify for tvicha, then four or five. Very good. Now the Gemara says, yeah. L'shmuel vadei tanoyi. Shmuel clearly understands that the Tanakam holds. Moide beknas v'chakach bo'edem poter. Rabbi Elizabeth of Shimon holds. Moide beknas v'chakach bo'edem chayiv. And he will hold like Rabbi Elizabeth of Shimon. The question is, does Rav also have to understand the Braisa that this is a Machlekes Tanoim and Rav will only hold like the Tanakama? Amalach Rav, I'll tell you, I'll learn the Braisa. I know the Amri, I feel Rabbi Elizabeth of Shimon. I will hold, everyone holds Maida Beknas, Vachakach Boedim Potim. However, at Khan, like Amr Rabbi Elizabeth of Shimon, Hassam, yes, in the case of the Braisa, where Rabbi Elizabeth of Shimon holds that if a person was made the Beknas and Adam come later, he'll be Chayiv, that's only because his admittance is not a proper Hoida'a. Why is that? Mishum, the Komoidi Machmas, Biasusa, the Adam. Why did he admit? He admitted because he saw the Adam coming. Now, what's the logic? According to Rav, that might be knas the way we explained, is because when you admit, you are beginning and uh, you're being absolved to ever have to pay kefil. Why are you being absolved? Because you did tshuva. Because you were might be knas. Makes sense. Now, the whole purpose of even of a knas in the Torah is to give you a kapara. The fact that you did tshuva on your own, that is your kapara. But if a person was made because they saw Adam coming, that's not a sincere hoida'a. So the Rav says, If you don't have a sincere avoidah, if Adam don't come, you can't be mechaiv the person. But it's not that you were absolved. It's just that you were not obligated. If Adam come, now you're obligated. But over here, meaning in my case, in Rav's case, since the Moida Ma'atzmoi, you on your own admitted, wow, that's an act of sincere tshuva. I feel that you're going to be Now, Anytime you're admitting because you think that you might... If you think, we, Bezin doesn't know what you're thinking. In the case of the Braise is, Adem are mamish coming. Adem can be in court already. Reuven, the alleged Ganav, Hutake is a Ganav, sees them there. He's learned. So wait, 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 before we begin, let me just make it clear. That's, no, it has to be clear that Machmos Biasusa. Now, Omar of Hamnuna. It's going to be very good over here. It's a little bit off the topic, but just to go back, when we learned Kedushin, I think it was Memzayin. Kedushin Memzayin Amit Beis, we spoke out over here that when the Gemara says, the Vei Rav, the Yeshiva of Rav, we spoke out what the Rashbam holds, but here we're going to see, Baba Kama Ein Hei, that's a Machlekes Rishonim. Rav was the Rosh Hashivan Surah. After Rav passed away, most of the Talmudim went to Shmuel. And in honor of Shmuel, this is the way the Rashbam learns the history. Rav Hamnuna, 
And there were a few Rav Hamnunas. So according to the Rashbam, he's called Rav Hamnuna Sava. He became the unofficial Rosh Hashiv in Surah. And out of honor for Shmuel, and out, of, and out of honor of Rav, he never became an official Rosh Hashiv. And the Rashbam learns whenever the Gemara speaks about Devei Rav, what they learned in Rav, they don't quote a name because it's Rav Hamnuna. Or when you learn Savei, Devei Rav, the elder of Rav, that's Rav Hamnuna. After Rav Hamnuna passed away, Rav Huna became the next Rosh Hashiva. That's the Rashbam. And that's the way we're going to learn the Gemara over here. But Shtam, you have to have time for this. Toysavus has a whole different version of events. And we'll go over it at least quickly. So Omer Rav Hamnuna says Rav Hamnuna, let's begin with, Rash, with Rashbam, which is again the Talmud of Rav, and he was the successor to Rav before Rafuna. That Mistab the Milsa the Rav, that I'll tell you that Rav's din, is still Pater, is only, look at this, the person admits that I stole. And then Adam come and they substantiate what he said. There we say, Pater, he'll never be obligated to pay the Kefal. Why? His admission is of significance. Before he admitted that he stole, he was completely exempt. Reuven doesn't have to pay anything to anyone. Now that Reuven says, I stole from Shimon, uh, yeah, he's putter from the Knas, but he's chayv to pay the principal. So since his admission is considered a halachic admission, so now that he's being exempted of or absolved of the knas, that remains. Avol, in the case where he doesn't admit whether he stole or not. And how do we know that he stole? Because witnesses came that he stole. So now he's chayv to pay the keren and the kefal. After he was obligated to pay the keren and the kefal, he says, you know what? I'll already be admit. Not only did I steal, but I, I shechted it later. And he says, Now what's the dinner when he makes those words? Nothing happens to him. Because There's no Kedan penalty. The whole issue is whether you have an additional Knas or not. So even if he admits that if later Adam Kam says Rav Hamnuna, then he will be Chayef. Why? Because his hoidah didn't accomplish anything. It's not considered a admission. Says the Gemara, Omar Rava, Rava hearing this says, I refuted the elder of Rav. According to the way we are learning, the Rashbam, Toysus brings down the Rashbam over here. I refuted the Rav Hamnun. It can't be that he's right. Why? Because if you remember, we learned in the beginning of today's year that Rav Chizda challenged Rav Huna who was the one that said in the name of Rav, from the price of Rav Gamliel. Now in the case of Rav Gamliel, where he was first happy that his Evid Tavi became freed because I blinded his eye, when he admitted I blinded his eye, he did not bring any obligation upon himself. So, when he says, I knocked out my slave's eye, he's not in anything. He doesn't have to free him. There was no cat in principle because you don't have to pay your Evid for, uh, for knocking out his eye if he's your Evid. And nevertheless, when Rav Chizda asked Rav Huna a question from this B'raisa, Rav Huna did not give this as an answer. Rav Huna gave another answer. Rav Huna answered that he was not Moide B'fnei Beisden. But why didn't he right away say that Rav Huna, that Rav was never speaking about such a case? So the fact that Rav Huna didn't give an answer means that your Rav Hamnuna, your splitting over here in Shittas Rav is not correct. The problem with all this, the way Teresvus points out, is that he was refuted. However, the whole sugya is going to completely back up Rav Hamnuna's din. 
that when did Rav say only when you were moide in something that brings some obligation upon you. So he has a whole different version, a historical version. He held, Toysus holds, I think the Rabbein Otam, Toysus over here holds that the Vei Rav or Savei the Vei Rav is Rav Huna. And Rav Hamnuna is Rav Hamnuna. So Rav is saying that I kipachti to Rav Huna. He's substantiating Rav Hamnuna. That Rav Huna, the elder, he didn't have the right answer, but now we have the right answer. Because this is the right answer. Now the flow goes better. So Rav Hamnuna's din, no matter how you learn the Gemara here, who came first, who was the Vedav, who was Savi the Vedav, whether it is Rav Hamnuna or whether it is Rav Huna, Rav Hamnuna's din is standing. And now the Gemara says that Itmanami, that we also learned like Rav Hamnuna, that Amar Rav in the name of Rav Yechanan, that's a Gaval de Karaya, not from Atana, but from the great Rav Yechanan, from the leader of Dama Yeroim in Eretz Yisrael. That Gonafti, if a person admits that I stole, even if Edim come later and say that he stole, Moidebeknas, even Vachakachbo Edim, Rav Yechanan, like Rav, holds the Ganef Ruven is still exempt from Kefal. Why? He says explicitly, because his admittance, is considered a hoida'a. However, Avol Amar Loi, the Bach adds the words Gonafti, if he never admitted to the Karen. Adim were the ones that said he stole. Which means that based on the Adim, he has to pay now Karen and Kefal. And now, and he admits that he slaughtered what will be the Din at Khan, he doesn't have to pay three times, an additional three times, because he was Moida. Is across the board. But here, if Adam come, says Rabbi you'll be chayef. Why? Because when he says, what did that do? Nothing. That hoida, it's kavalik, did not bring any obligation upon him. So both Rav Hamnuna and Rabbi Echanan say the same thing. I want you to know, also backing up this opinion, that both a Mishnah, which is our Mishnah, and a Braisa, as we'll have in Daf Ayin Heyomid Beis, na midaika, from both you can be midaik, this difference. Is potter only when the hoida brought upon some obligation on the one who is maida. So it's considered a real hoida'ah. And the din of Maida Beknas means that he's going to be absolved of the, of the knas. Once someone is absolved of something, you can't re-obligate him. He was already absolved. That's why even v'achakach bo'edem pater. If someone is Maida to a crime, and because of their hoida'ah, they won't be obligated anything, their admittance doesn't bring any chiv upon them, that's not called a admittance. And if Adam come later, even according to Rav, you will be chayiv. Masnisen, our Mishnah, Etnan, let's go to the case of a Mishnah, gone off a nine. If a person stole under two witnesses, right? The Mishnah daf ayin dalon damet beis, and here is we we will see how the Gemara is going to actually disregard the beginning of the Gemara that we learned yesterday. When the Gemara says that our Mishnah seems to be going against Rav. Now we're going to see how our Mishnah and Rav are perfectly go together. So the Mishnah said either if he sold Al-Piyah Dechad or Al-Piyah So the Mishnah says carefully has to pay because there's Edom. But for Tvich Omechir he doesn't pay anything because of the din of Maidah Beknas Pater. However, Ve'enim Shalom Tashlumi Abar Asks the Gemara one second. Lomeli did Tanei Ganav Al-Piyah Why did the Mishnah give the Mishnah wants to teach you the din, why did the Mishnah have to teach it where there were two Adam that he stole? The Mishnah could have taught you the same din 
Even better, where there was no Edom for anything. That Ganav Patavach Umachad Al Piyad Echad, or Yal If a person, there's no Edom. The person admitted himself that I stole and I shechted. Or, like the Mishnah gave the case, there was only one witness that you stole and that you shechted. That in all of these cases, you only pay the Karen. Now this has to be explained, just parenthetically. One second. If I'm Moida that I stole, yeah, I'm Potter from the Knas, Moida be Knas Potter, but Hoidoaz Baldin, Kimeya Edom Domi. I gotta pay the Karen. If there's only one aid that testified that I stole, why would I even have to pay the Karen? If I'm denying that you don't take money out of someone based on one aid, so it must be that if one aid tells Bezdin that Reuven stole, Bezdin will tell Reuven, swear that you didn't. If Reuven does not want to swear, then he pays the Karen. That will be the case over here. But it's, you know, it's, if the din is simply Potter, you don't need the opening line that there were Aiden that you stole. It must be that this is the whole point of the Mishnah. In other words, the Mishnah is stating that the Geneva did happen through to Aiden. It was established through Aiden. That that when a person was found to be a Ganav through witnesses, and only regarding the Tvicho Mechira, either there was one aid or Al Piyatzmai, the Bach takes out the word who, since since his doesn't bring any obligation on him, the Gemara is accepting what we learned at the end of yesterday's share, that the Mishnah put together or to compare them together. And what was the comparison? That if one eight comes today and says that Reuven stole, Bezan won't do anything to Reuven. But if one other aid comes on the next day, we combine them together. If later Adam come, he will be Chayv. Same thing if by Moida, you're only potted if no Adam come. If Adam will come, you will be Chayv. You know when you will be Chayv only when the Hoidah was only for the Tvicha. It's Gavaldic. But if the Hoidah would have been for the Geneva, since you're Mechayv yourself to pay Keren, even if Adam come, then you won't be Chayv to pay the Kefal. Which is why the Mishnah Dafka gave the example that for Keren, there were Adam. That only there, the Mechayv Atzmei be Keren, Hu Damrin and Alpi Atzmei Dumid Alpi Dechad, like we said at the end of yesterday's share, that Ma Alpi Dechad, even though it's a Machloikis, like Rashi brought down from a Sech Sanhedrin, here we are siding with the opinion that says if one aid comes today, if another aid comes tomorrow, we do combine them. He also ate Echad Mitzvah of Behedya and Mechayev. Likewise, says understands the Gemara that Al Piatzmei Nami. He also ate him if he admits today. The Reuven says I shechted it. If tomorrow Adam come and say yeah yeah he did shechted it, they will be Mechayev him. But only in that case because his Haida is not really Haida. Because his Haida did not bring any obligation upon him. If the Mishnah would have given the other case, if a person says, based in, I stole and I shechted, then even if Adam come together, he won't be a chayv to pay anything. Since the chayvats may be keren. So now his Haida is called a Haida. So he is actually absolved. There, if Adam come later, he will never have to pay. That's Rav Lashitasai. And like Rav Hamluna and Rav Yechanan, that Maide Beknas, if the Hoida is something that brings an obligation on the principle, then even if Adam come later, you're Potter. That's the Mishnah. Now, Braisa, the Tanyom, the Braisa that we also had on Amadalaf, that Ra, Adam, Shemisham, Shemin, Ubayim, if Reuven notices that witnesses are about, they are approaching the Bezdin, and they're going to tell Bezdin that Reuven stole. So to preempt the Adam, 
He knows He's a chacham. So that's not a good chacham. That's you know a crooked guy. But he's using his knowledge to get out of penalties. But he didn't admit to Tvicha Mechir, or he said clearly, I didn't shecht. Says the Mishnah, Period. End of Bryce. So again, asks the Gemara, why did the Mishnah have to say, Why did he have to give a case where he admitted to the Geneva, he only denied Tvicha Mechira? Nitnei, why didn't the Bryce give a case? I'm skipping the word oi, that he admitted Gonafti or Tvachti Yomacharti. Meaning, like look inside the Rashi, the third line from the top of the Amid, Nitne, either Gonafti or Tovachti Yomacharti, meaning that even if Aiden came and said that he stole before he admitted, then he shouts, I, I slaughtered, I sold, he should also be potted from that case. The Bryson did not speak about such a scenario. That the potem and Tashlumi Dalad Vehei. Vishmain and Mino, Rashi is saying Tarti. Meaning, Vafal Gabdulihoida Elot Vichom. That the Braiser could have said a bigger Chiddush, that if he's Moida Antvicha Omechira, which does not bring any obligation upon him, if the Din would not have been like Rav Amnuna, that he'll always be exempt, the Braiser should have told you the bigger Chiddush. The Braiser did not tell you that case. Back in the Gemara, the time of the Omer Gonafti, the only reason why Moida Beknas, Vachakach Bo Edim, you will always be potter. That's because you admitted that you stole. Again, we're skipping the who. The chiv atzmei bekeren. You're always potter. Aval amar leganafti. But if he never admitted to the geneva, the, the case that Brayso doesn't speak about, Adam came and said that he stole. Even if later he's moider that tovachte yomocharti, and even after he admitted, Adam comes to tovachumachar. Here. Since he never admitted something that brought any obligation upon him, if Adam come later, he will be chayiv. That's the raya from the Braisa. Now on this, the Gemara says, Amri, they said in the yeshiva, that loy, you don't necessarily have a proof from the Braisa, because maybe he, the point the Braisa wants to make, and this is the Rashi that we read out when we learned this on Ahmed Aleph, that in a case where he said Gonafti, and therefore he's puttled from the kefil. He's chayv in the keren, he's puttled from the kefil. Even if he denies him, not he admitted, he denies that he, that he sold it. He denies that he shechted it. If Adam come later that he shechted it, he'll never have to pay the dalot vehei. Like we spoke out on Nashi, because Hashem says for an axe five times. If the ganav is puttled from the kefil, but he had to pay the keren, then he paid one time. Normally, if later we prove that he shechted it, how many times do you add? It's not that you make another obligation of five. It's a total of five. It's the keren and the kefil, and then three for the bakr. If he's putter from the kefil, so you have the keren and the three, how much is that? Four. He'll never pay four. The trader never obligates him to pay four. It's either paying the principal or paying the principal plus double or adding another three. Five for ox, never four for an ox. It's four for a lamb and never three for a lamb. Or in a case of a lamb, okay, beautiful. Continues the Gemara, that maybe this statement, this din of Rav Hamnuna, in the name of Rav, and later the din of Rabbi Yechanan, that when do we say, you are potted, that's only if the 
brought about some obligation on the admitter, but if his admittance, his hoida'ah, did not obligate him to pay anything, then it's not really considered the hoida'ah, maybe this is really the underlying machlekas of the following tanoim. Now look at this b'raisa. It says in a b'raisa, if two witnesses testified that Reuven stole, and you have two witnesses that testify, not only did he steal, but after he stole, he slaughtered it or he sold it. And then says the Braiso, who's mu If the witnesses that testified that he stole became Adam Zaimim. So the Mishnah used the words Geneva, if he never stole it. So the witnesses that testified that he slaughtered it, don't, so what? I can slaughter my own animal. Here the Braiss is saying the same thing using different words. That Eidu Shabbatla Miksasa Batla Kula. And therefore, what will be the din? The Eidim Zoymimim have to pay the alleged Ganev Kefal. Because based on their false testimony that Reuven is a Ganef, Reuven would have to pay to the alleged owner, Kefal. So the Adam Zoyimim pay to the Reuven double. Reuven doesn't have to pay anything to the owner because he never stole it. Now, the other two witnesses, not, they don't have to pay any penalty because their testimony is nothing. We explained that already in the last sugya, that when does Adam Zoyimim, when do we penalize them if their testimony is a testimony if what they said is stop nothing, now it became nothing, so nothing happens to them. Oh. However, says the Braisa, this we're gonna that's the ratio of the Braisa. If Huzmo Aid Geneva, then the only penalty on the Aidim Zayumim is to pay Kefal. Now the alleged Ganav doesn't have to pay anything to the owner, and the second group of witnesses that said Tfiqh Mechira, they don't have to they're not penalized at all. Because their testimony is nothing. Now, however, in, if Huzmu Eidit Ficha, the opposite, only the Eidit Ficha became Zoymimim. But we still have Edim that Reuven is a Ganav. So, what do you pay for Geneva? You have to pay the owner, Kefal. So, who, meaning the Ganav, pays Kefal? The first witnesses are, are, are saying the Emes. We don't know that they're liars. The Ganav does not have to pay another three because. Huzmu Adam that he was And the Adam Zoimimim, they have to pay to the Ganev three, because they were going to obligate him to pay an additional three. For that, they have to pay him. The Hei meaning the Adam Zoimimim, they pay to the Ganev Shloisham. That's the Tanakhama. Now, here, Sunchus argues, and it's impossible, as the Gemara is going to point out, to say that Sumchus is referring to either of the cases of the Braisa, to the Reisha or to the Sefer. It doesn't make sense. Sumchus has the words, in the name of Sumchus, they say, no, 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 that they, meaning the Edom Zoymimim, they pay Kefal. What did they say? They said that Reuven shechted it. For that, they bring him an obligation of three. The Edom Zoymimim pay Kefal. And who on the Ganef, he pays another three for an ox, or another two for a lamb. That's, the, that's what, that's what Sumchas says. So the Gemara right away says, what, what case is Sumchas referring to? If Sumchas is referring to the case of the Reisha, where the Eide Gineva became Zaymimim, it doesn't make sense at all. In other words, why would the alleged Ganif have to pay anything? Sumchas, the alleged Ganif has to pay th three or two. Why? 
If there's no Geneva, ain't Tvichal Or in these words, Eidah Shabbat Lomitzah Sabbat Lakula. It doesn't make sense. It must be that if there's any Chiyuv on the Ganav to pay, is that we know he's a Ganav. So it has to be referring to the case of the Seifa. But in the case of the Seifa, the Chachamim makes sense. Shapir Kamad Abonan. That what? That he, meaning the Ganav, who has to pay Tashlumi Kefal, because for that we have Edom, so pay to the owner Kefal. And the Haim and the Edom Zoymimim, who wanted to add on the kefal another three, they have to pay the ganef, tashlumi shloisha. It doesn't make sense. It must be that there was a mistake in the b'raisa. That there was another case in the b'raisa that got deleted. And there is where you have a machlaikas between the chachamim and sumchas. And now we're going to try to extrapolate what will the case be from the words of sumchas. Elot must be, says the Gemara, milsa achriti kebenayum, which is kegoin, Two people came and the Omri lay and they tell Reuven, hey, gone after you stole the animal from the owner. And look at this, look at this interesting case. Reuven, when he hears the testimony, he says, In, yes, Moider, Gonafti, I stole, and not only did I steal, I did a bigger sin. Now one thing is clear over here. Here he was Moida after Adam came. However, he says, You were not there. And he knew that other Adam can make them into Zoymimim. Now, doesn't mean that he knew they're going to actually do it. But he, as we'll see soon, it was not in front of you. And not only that, he goes ahead, the alleged victim, the alleged Ganef, Hutaka was Moida, he's a Ganef, Brought Adam that made the first Adam Zaymimim, Ba'azminu, the Loi Ba'apayu Ganaf. And now that he admitted that Aitaka did it, the owner found other Adam that now said that he indeed he did do it. Oh, oh, one second, one second, one second. Oh, I Now the Balabas, he was happy. The Ganaf was Moida. He found other Adam. That they testified the ganav v'tavach umacha. So now, so now One thing is clear that the ganav's admission is for sure not an admission. But even though he knew that the edim could become edim zayimim and he succeeded into making them into edim zayimim, doesn't matter. There was a testimony in court. And, and you cannot be certain that the other group would actually testify regarding the first Imano Hoyisim. And there's no machlaikas about that. In other words, the, his admission for the theft, it's more than on the Baraisi, we learned in Ahmed Aleph, right, that he did it because Biasusa the Adam. It's not that Adam were coming, Adam came already. So that Hoyisim is worth zero. Very good. Even though they, they became Zaymim, that's not a, the Hoyisim is nothing. However, he was Maidan the Tvicho Mechira. Now let's not forget that according to Rav Amnuna, according to Rav Yechanan, since that admitting on Tvicho Mechir is not Machayiv him on anything, if Adam come later, he's going to be Chayiv. However, it's going to be the way we're going to learn that the Chachamim don't hold of that. They hold that that admittance is an admittance. Boy, does Tvicho Mechir. The Rabbanan holds. The Afagav Dohidah the Gneva. Machmas Edim Hudukamayda. Granted that the Hoidan, the Edim, is worth nothing. However, Hoidah the Tvicho is considered the Hoidah. Even though he's Tvicha is something, and it's not only something that even though Adam come later and say the same thing, according to Rav Amnuna, according to Rabbi Echanan, he's going to be chayv to pay the three or the four. But the Chachamim hold no, he was Maida, 
across the board. Potter, you remain potter. And therefore the Chachamim in this case say that he's chayv to pay the kefal. The geneva is not anything, but he's exempt from paying the three. However, on this, Sumcha says, Sumchus will be the Tana, based on which Rav Hamnuna says as din, Rabbi Yechanan says as din, that the Hoidah for the is also nothing. Why is it also nothing? Because since he's chayv to pay kefal, because his Hoidah for the geneva is not anything, him admitting that he shechted it is not bringing any chiv on him at all. Now, Enechanam, if Edom would not come, he would not be chayev. But now that you have Edom, it's not called Moedah Beknas, V'chakach Bo'ed. Sumchas holds, Kivin Do'idah, the Geneva Machmas, Edom Udu, the Komoedah. The admittance on the Geneva, again, is not called a Hoidah. The Tvichah is also not called a Hoidah, because he's not being chayev himself on anything. And therefore, the Hanach, Edom, now, we, now we'll understand the words of Sumchas. The Edom Kamo'i, the first Edom, since the Azminu, they have to pay kefal. It's amazing. Now, who did they pay kefal to? So, instead of them paying it to the ganav, and then the ganav pays it to the owner, because the ganav also has to pay it to the owner. Why does the ganav have to pay it to the owner? Because Adam came. Adam came later and said that he, he stole. His hoidah was worth nothing. So the ganav has to pay to the owner kefal. The Adam Zoyim have to pay to the ganav kefal. So Sumcha says, you know what? Let the Adam Zoyim pay kefal directly to the owner. Which is exactly the words of Sumchas. Mishum Sumchas Amru, Hey Mishalmim Tashlumi Kefer, the Edim Zoyimim pay Kefal to the owner. Now, what about him? Vohu, in addition to that, he, even though he was Maida Tvicho Mechira, that's not called a Hidah. Now that the new Edim of the Balabas says he also shechted it, now he has to pay three. Vohu Mishalim, who the Ganef has to pay three for, to the owner, if it was an ox, and if it was a ram, two. Good. In other words, the, the Rabbanon will hold that since he was moida to Tvicho Mechira before Adam came, he'll never have to pay three. He'll never have to pay three. Now says the Gemara, Amar of Ravika Loi. You know, it's easy to argue here because you're telling me that there is a deleted case. So you're just trying to find a case where you can understand Sumchus. He's saying, I would rather say that all of the Tanoim hold of this concept that if your hoidah was on something that's not being mechaiv you for anything, that's not called a hoidah, and if later Adam come, you're going to be chayv l'kola alma. I'll give you all different scenario. The kola alma hoidah, the tvicha lav hoidah, elo, what is the scenario? A little bit different. And the machlekas will be connected to this concept of be'edu shi'i ata yochalazim What happens if witnesses come to court and they say testimony and you can never make them into Adam zaymimim? Do we from the outside accept their testimony as we'll explain in a moment? The first set of witnesses came and said gone after. Same scenario. And Omar lohu and Reuven says to Beisden, you know what? Alright, you caught me. And I'll be my demur. Not only gone after, but I tovachti omacharti. Chotasi the worse than you think. However, I want you to know one thing. Justice is justice. The Adam are liars. The Adam were not there. I know they were not there. I didn't steal in front of these witnesses. Now here we're adding to the previous scenario. Here the Ganev told the Beisdin who were the witnesses that saw the Ganev and the Tvicha. He gives them, he gives the Beisdin the ammunition. So again, Everyone, is, everyone holds that the hoidah of the ganif is not considered a hoidah 
because Adam already testified that he stole. And even though, even if, when they, those Adam become Adam Zoyimim, he won't have to pay for a kafel at this moment, because how does Bezdin know that he stole? If new Adam come and say that he stole, he's going to be high to pay the kafel, like before, because there was no Moedim Beknas at all. Uh, but now, he gave, he gave away the names of the real witnesses. So the Balabas, one second. First, the Ganav goes and he's Mazam, the first two lying witnesses. The Ganav brings witnesses. He substantiates with Adam. So, Atkan, the Adam become Adam Zayimim. His Oidah is not called the Halachic Oidah, but he's not going to have to pay Kefil yet. But now that he said who were the witnesses, those witnesses are called to Beisden and they testify that he stole and that he shechted or that he sold. So again, he's going to be Chayif Kefil. No one debates with that. Because there was never a Moedah Beknas. Now that you have new Adam that said that he stole, Chayif Kerem Chayif Kefil. However, and everyone is going to hold that since he was Moedah on the Tfichol Mechira, and that did not exempt him of anything, it was not Machayif him on anything, it had no consequence yet. So therefore, if the Adam that would have come now would have been kosher Adam, he would for sure have to pay Shloisha. You know why the Chachamim hold he's not Chayif to pay Shloisha? Since he admitted Gonafti, Tovachti, Yomacharti, that means he is substantiating the words of the second kosher witnesses. Even if another group would come and say to Beisden regarding the second witnesses, Imanu Hoyisem, they would not become Adam Zaymimim. Because the Baldavar is substantiating the words of the second witnesses. He said, not only Gonafti, Tovachti, Yomacharti, but he says, Bifnei Ploini, Yoploini. So the Baldavid is saying that those Plainies did see him stealing. So if later they will be told that Imano Hoyisim in New York, Bezdin will not believe the, 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 the new witnesses. They will believe these witnesses. They can never become Adam Zaymimim. And now there's a rule that if Adam can never become Adam Zaymimim, their testimony is not believed to begin with. So the Chachamim hold, it's beautiful that he's exempt to pay the three, is because we don't have Adam. We only have his Hoydah. Based on his Oidah, even according to Rav Hamnuna. Wouldn't that always be the case by all Adam? No. Every time Adam come, if uh, they can be proven to be Zaymimim. But uh, if he's Maida. Uh, that's very, not only is he Maida, he's Maida that it was in front of them. It's different. He says, I stole in front of them. That means they were there. Since they are Eidus, Shi'i Hazima. So we never accepted the testimony. So we don't have Edom for Tvichel Mechira. Now again, even according to Rav Amnuna, even according to Rav Yechanan, a admittance that is not Bechayv a person, but until you prove through Edom that he was Teveach, you never obligate a person to pay a Knas if he was the one that was Maida. That's no, so he doesn't pay the three. However, Sumchus holds that Edus Shi'i Zima is an Edus. And therefore, and therefore, Beisden believes the second group. What are they saying? So you have to pay three. So that's exactly what Sumcha says. The kefal that he has to pay, the, Edom, the first group also has to pay him. So Sumcha says, why should the Edom Zayimim pay the Ganav? And the Ganav will pay the owner. Let them pay the owner directly. Now the three and the four, now the Ganav has to pay. That is something that he pays the original owner. The only problem is, the Gemara says, we have... A accepted rule that Eidus Shi'i Ata Yochal Azima is not an Eidus. 
are you telling me that this is a machlekes tanoim? We never had that. So the Gemara explains that this case is not your usual edus she'i The normal case of edus, of edim, that you cannot make them into zayimim, their testimony is not valid, that's when the original edim don't remember to give a time and a place. Now by dinah nefashas, you always have to give a time and a place. For dinah mamanis, it comes from our gemara, if they don't remember the time and the place, we accept their testimony. So if Adam come to Bezin and they say to Uven is chayiv money, for whatever reason, it's a dini mamanis din and they don't remember exactly where did that happen, or what time did it happen, we'll accept their testimony, theoretically. But you cannot, that's the din. Why? Because since you cannot be, how do you mazam and Adam? That time and that place, you were with us in another place. If the first testimonies never gave a time and a place, you can never disqualify them by telling the basin that they were in another place at that time and place. You don't know the time and the place. So there says the Gemara Hanemili, when does everyone hold Edus? is not Edus. Meaning the Lekele Edus Klau. They are not testifying. That's not called the Haggadah's Edus. Reuven owes money. When did it happen? If you don't remember, there's no testimony. And everyone agrees to that. Over here, it's the opposite. Why is it Eidus She'i Because the Ganeth is substantiating what the testimonies are saying. He's making their testimony even better. Sumcha says it's a good Eidus. Avalachi The Ganeth is supporting this, the, the second Eidim. Which is why we accept him. Now the Gemara will just finish with one more detail. The final detail is, Omar Mar, Sumcha says, that Haim, meaning the Edim, they have to pay Kefal directly to the owner. Now this doesn't make sense. You know why it doesn't make sense? Because the Edim Zayimim, we do to the Edim what they were going to wrongly do to the Baldover. Being that the Baldover, the Ganeth, right away came to Bezin and says, yes, Ganafti, but not in front of those Edim. The moment he said that, what will be the Din? If he admits Ganafti, he has to pay the principal. If he has to pay the principal, so what damage would the Edom Zayimim cause for him to pay in addition, in addition to what he's really chayef? Only the kefal. So in this case, Sumcha should have says that the Ganaf has to pay the principal to the owner. He has to pay the three to the owner. The Edom Zayimim only have to pay the double amount. But why does he say they pay the whole kefal, meaning the principal and the kefal? Me, the Kamaid, the Ganaf, the owner has to pay the Keren anyway. So through their lie, they would not obligate him to pay 200, only 100. So Rabbi Lazar amends, Amar Rabbi Lazar, in the name of Rav, in the name of Rav, Tanei, Taka amended, Tafayin Vav, that Tashlum Kefal, pay the amount that completes the double. And that's Taka what Sumcha says. So the Ganef has to pay the Keren to the owner. The Ganef now has to pay the Tvicha to the owner. And the Edom Zayimim, who wrongfully, based on their testimony, would have obligated him with the kefal, just the double, that is something that the Adam Zayimim paid directly to the owner to be continued.